Okay, Daddy. You ugly, beautiful individuals who are out there. My name is Darian. I am almost alone tonight. Miss Monica is gone. She is working somewhere out in the cosmos. Buddy is somewhere in Southern California right now, probably having a better time than I am. But I'm not entirely alone because I got my main man, the big guy. My five-year-old son, Deacon, is in the house. Deacon, say what's up to everybody. That's right, so just mind your P's and Q's, you effing hooligans and dirty SOBs. <laughs> Deacon, what's up with you, man? How was school today? Good. Yeah? Everything cool on the home front? Uh, we had an after-school cookie when you got home. You know why? Why? Because we beat traffic coming out of the school parking lot. That's a big deal. And we have to do... When, when you come out of the classroom... I have to grab you. I've already got your sister in like a fireman's carry. I'm wearing your sister like a backpack. And then we have to run as fast as we can to our car, get in, strap everybody in, and then peel out of the parking lot. Otherwise, if we don't beat that that, that 315 rush, we're going to be sitting in the parking lot for an hour and a half. Easy. Easily an hour and a half. No, if we, if we beat that traffic, if we like get in the car faster, then anyone... Could get in a car faster than us if we're the first one in our car out and going to school, then go, going home, then we would be roughly speed. That's exactly right, amigo. That's why that's how we do it. That's how we do it, man. That's why we run all those laps is to get out of the school parking lot before anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Well, my friends, it's just me. Uh, Deacon's going to hang out for a segment or two. He might chill for the horror news. Uh, other than that, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Buddy is in Southern California. Miss Monica out somewhere is doing work? something. What? Work. Something to that extent. Yeah, I suppose. Do I, don't, I don't actually know what she's doing, Deacon. You know what I'm saying? She's wild. She's unpredictable. She might just not want to be here tonight, and thus she did not come. It's, which is fine. I, I get that. She doesn't want to be here. That's possible. That's entirely possible. She, maybe she wants to take a break from the show. That could be true. That could be very true. I like to think not. I like to think that she wants to be here. I'm not paying her to be here. You know what I mean? You're, She's you're, under no obligation to me to be here. She comes here out of the goodness of her heart, and... Um, I don't. To be honest with you, I, I don't know why she comes here every every week. <laughs> every 
week she comes here, and every day of the week she does not be here. Why does she want to be here with only weeks? Right. No idea what you just said. All right, my friends. Well, we have some horror news. We have some listener mail. We have a movie or two to talk about. We're going to be going live. Excuse me. I'm going to be going live on the Psycho Bunny Death Cult momentarily. Let's kick things off with a little horror news, Deacon. What do you think about that action? Yeah, but... What? Uh, you got a problem with horror news all of a sudden? Yes. What? What's your problem? When, when, when we come back in from break, I'll be out. You will. Well, you're going to hang for the horror news. Yes. You want to hang for the horror news? I would let you hang for listener mail, but to be honest with you, uh, it gets a little dicey. You know what I mean? Scary. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. We got some uh, some quote unquote questionable characters that like to correspond with us. So I don't know which which direction that's going to go. It could go south real fast, which is not a good thing. All right, let's get into some horror news here, hot stuff. You ready for this? Yep. You ready for some horror news? Yep. It's horror news time, Deacon. What if Buddy and Monica are already watching the show? That is elaborate on a level that I can't even understand, sir. <laughs> they, no, they told me they weren't coming tonight. That's how I know. That being said, let's get into some horror news. Netflix. Yes. You know it. You love it. There's a show on there called Lost in Space. Have you checked that out? Who's Lost in Space? It's a family of space travelers, and they go out in space, and they have been completely lost. So, like, they go to different planets? They're 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 just lost, man. They're out there. Yeah, they run into all kinds of crud. They're an Earth chap. They're in Earth Amaze. Yeah, man. It's a uh, it's a mommy, a daddy, uh, two kids, and a robot. A robot. There's a robot involved, which is usually not a good sign. And to be honest with you, I'm not up to speed on this Lost in Space stuff. But the good news, my friend, is that it has just been renewed for a third season, and it's going to hit in 2021. Wait, it has has Lost in Space? Did we tell him about the movie? What movie? The movie that had the Tails and the Sonic? You mean Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah. Uh, not yet. Should we tell him? We will. Don't, we'll get to that. Lost in Space, renewed for a third season. You want to check out Lost in Space, Deacon? Yes. It's, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm open to it. I'm not, like, in a hurry. Does anybody have superpowers except the... I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't know. Because, uh, okay, here's the deal about Lost in Space. The original TV series came out, I believe, in the late 60s, early 70s. Now, since then, there's been a movie that was a remake and now a TV show. And there you have it. So, I wasn't that hot on the original show. I had seen it. I thought it was kind of corny. So, have, have you seen the. Is, have, have, have Lost in Space 10 video got out? I don't even yeah. know what you're saying right now. Lost in Space 10? The movie 10. Like, it's. Lost in space. The movie? Yeah, there is a Lost in Space movie. And from what I understand, it's it's all right. It's not the best thing ever. It's worth checking out. Uh, 
Have you, uh, you, you remember Daddy playing video games? There's a game that, that we have. It's called The Last of Us. And it's a weird kind of a zombie apocalypse situation. It's like a viral outbreak. Are you talking about Jack Sullivan? No, 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 no. That's, that's uh, The Last Kids on Earth, which is similar, just a lot more funny. This thing is like very serious. It looks like HBO is in development of, for a Last of Us adaptation. So what they're going to do, kiddo, they're going to take the video game Take the story from the video game and make it into either a series or a movie. How cool is that? So they're going to delete that video game? No, you can still play the video game. Dude, have you seen the Mortal Kombat movie? No. Prepare to have your mind blown as soon as Daddy is... You want to see Sub-Zero? I've seen You want to see Scorpion throw the harpoon hook thing? In real time, in a movie? Like a real dude, not a cartoon. Like a real guy. So is he in real life? Yes, man! There's two of them, and a TV show. Really, all we need to watch, though, is the first movie, because the second one's not very good. I'm telling you right now. Sometimes, it's a rare occurrence, but I'm going to tell you right now. Every now and then, a video game gets made into a movie, and it's pretty good. Wait, have you watched it? Yes, man. I saw it when I was 14 years old. Wait, how old are you now? Okay, we don't need to get into that. Uh, let's move right... Speaking of Mortal Kombat, Spawn. Spawn came down? No, uh, uh, pretty close. He drops next Tuesday. But there's gameplay trailers out right now that we can watch. Can and, you show them it? Uh, not exactly, because this is an audio podcast. But it is pretty cool looking. Can they see us? Not yet, but when we when I go live on the Psycho Bunny Death Cult, then yes. So there's that. You ready to play Spawn in Mortal Kombat 11? Yeah. I probably should. I probably shouldn't, inmates, but I let Deacon play Mortal Kombat 11 at his at his leisure. He's got a few of the fatalities down. He's pretty good with the Terminator. I've seen you play with the Terminator. Terminator. Yeah, you're pretty good with him. What's the guy where where he has that shotgun? Yes, that's exactly the guy. You're pretty good with him. And you're pretty good with Scorpion, too. And Sub-Zero. Ah, I mean, I beat you when you were playing with Sub-Zero. All right, enough about that. Uh, the name Bruce Willis, does that ring any bells? No. Um, okay. Well, it rings... Four bells. It rings four bells. Which bell? Which four bells does it ring? My school bell. Okay. <laughs> oh, what well, he's a he's a movie star, and he's been in a lot of Daddy's favorite movies, like action movies from the eighties and nineties. He is going to be starring in a uh, upcoming sci- science fiction movie called Cosmic Sin, along with WD- WWE diva Lana. It almost sounds like Cosmic Beyond. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. Which is a which is a Last Kids on Earth situation. What it's Deacon, a book? It is. Well, it's books and cartoons. What Deacon keeps referring to, inmates, is a series of young adult books called uh, The Last Kids on Earth, and they're pretty cool. We've been reading them. We're there's on. Four, we have all the books and gave one of them to my friend. Your friend Addie, but we are on. We've been reading through them. We're presently on book four. Is that right? Yes, but after we finish book four, 
We're going to be on book five. Book five, and then there's an activity book that follows. It's actually pretty good, inmates. It's a, it's a group of kids, middle schoolers, after a zombie slash monster apocalypse, and uh, they manage to keep their sense of humor and have fun in a post-apocalyptic situation, which I think is pretty cool. It's pretty refreshing. It's, well, good, it's good to know that not everybody turns into an a-hole after the apocalypse. Well, well, it's just like an earth being destroyed by monsters and zombies. Exactly. That's what, that's what the word apocalypse means, buddy. End, well, of the, end of the world, more or less. They're, they're this plane by this zombies and darkness portals scenting monsters and zombies there. That's exactly right. And, and they made friends with some of the monsters, too. Yes. Yeah, but, which is kind of cool. Um, there's a person that was on their team and then started to rebel to have their book. The book that has all their things in them. You're talking about... Oh, you're talking about... Um, what was his name? Thrall? I, I think, think it, yeah. he he was a monster, but he was like a good monster. But then we found out he was a bad monster. All right, enough about that. It looks like also teasers are up for what we do in the shadows season two. Here's the thing, Deacon. All of the trailers thus far, nothing but puppets, which is a, a kind of a fun thing, right? Nothing but toy puppets. Toy, they're like little sock puppets in the commercials. Now the show itself is about vampires. So, I don't know why they're Is showing... Pu- so, the vampire has a puppet? Uh, possibly. Or they're just using puppets. I don't know why they're using puppets. It's an interesting... Why would vampire use puppets? That's a very good question. And, you know, and I don't. maybe we'll get the answer to that question in the second season. No, why? Well, probably yes, but but how, we, how will we... When will the next season come out? Uh, I believe we're looking at a uh, late summer release on that one. It's going to drop straight to Hulu so we can marathon the whole thing like we did the first season. So if we keep playing Hulu, Hulu, then we'll keep finding out more stuff. That's exactly right. Hulu's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Yeah. Woo! I like Hulu. Except one thing. What What thing? There's Ryan on it now. I don't like that guy. Yeah. I'm saying, you don't even like him anymore, do you? Well, I like him, but I just don't want you to be. Okay, what Deacon's referring to is there's a kid, uh, Ryan's Toys Reviews. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this. He's a YouTube sensation. Uh, He's a little kid that basically plays with toys. This kid racked in $13 million last year. Where the hell is this money coming from? And why aren't anybody subscribing to my YouTube channel? I'll be happy with 13000 Why is everyone describing to Ron's and not yours? That's exactly what I'm saying, Deke. What, what? I mean, I get it. He's cute. I think you're cuter. Be honest with you. We got to get you playing. You know what? I'm not going to exploit my kid that way, despite the fact that that's exactly what I'm doing right now. That being said, are you ready for some listener mail? What is a listener mail? That's the part where we bid you a fond adieu and listen to what the people that wrote in had to say. Are you ready for that? Yeah. All righty, let's do some listener mail, kiddo.
listener mail. Mm-hmm. Well, we only have one uh, voicemail this week, so congratulations on that. Everybody say goodbye to Deacon, by the way. That will be the end of him on this show. I got to tell you, via the magic of the podcast, I was able to edit a lot of that out, but there was some tears involved when I told him it was time for him to go, <laughs> and quite a bit, and me and his mom had to calm him down a little bit. Oh, boy. Does he really want to do this show or whoa, 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 hey, look at this, we got two voicemails. Uh, let's uh, kick right over to the, um, oh, fucking fuck, the uh, Tony Todd of people that call into the podcast. Here comes Alan Cha-Cha. Alan Cha-Cha. I'm sorry. That was pointless. All right, here we go. Alan Cha-Cha. What's up? What's up, Alan? Bulldozer, if people call into your podcast. Oh, sure. Killdozer. Everybody's doing good. We're good. With the way Terradome turned out. Anyway, Darren, you talk about the Candyman trailer and the victory and all that. What'd you think? Padded Room Network, whatever, does have influence. Because remember on Herocopia, me and you both agree that John Barenthal would make a kick-ass punishment. I agree. 100%. Yes. See, people are listening, man. People are listening. Fucking ain't right anyway, they Darian, are. you're ready or not. I still don't know who Monica is. I am Hope ready or not. everybody's doing good. Hope everybody's back. We're not. Talk to y'all me. later. Bye. Beautiful. Thank you for calling in, Alan. Herocopia. See, what, what you don't know, inmate, well, you, some of you might remember, is that once upon a time, me and Alan did a show for the random podcasting network called Herocopia, where we covered exclusively superhero and action movies. I'm sure you can find those episodes somewhere. I mean, you got to dig deep for those motherfuckers, though. Um, I don't know, man. Probably on the Horrorcopia feed, or they weren't they weren't padded room releases. I know that. So they're they're out there somewhere, though. I don't know where. Uh, let's get down to beautiful Southern California with our main man, Tom Hardy. Hey yo! How's my favorite degenerate this week? It's not so far so good. Everybody is doing good. Hope everybody is there. Uh, I'm here. Anywho, uh, so yeah, the blind dead baby. There, congratulations to the candy man. Uh, Good victory, well fought, well earned. And the blind dead, and the blind dead. And go fuck yourself to the uh, oh. We're gonna do that. That's gonna go down as a real thing, huh? Anyway, I did want to mention, um, I believe it was, I believe it was, uh, Crackhead, uh, I'm sorry, Crackhouse Matt. <laughs> Crazy. Let's um, call him Crackhead Matt. going to make it his job to do the, uh, to promote the padded room this year and to do what he could to promote the padded room. Sure. I'm thinking, man, that's a noble cause. It you is. Know, I, I love that. Part, you know, I'm going to try and find, uh, sponsorship. Oh, that would be padded great. room. I love that. Well, who would sponsor the padded room? Who, Nobody. Who would be talking to you about this? I already tried. And I was like, you know what? I can see it. Who? I can see the p- sponsorship of the padded room is going to be something, some shit like four locos. We tried. We no, we tried that. Uh oh, did you? You, you did? Uh, no, he didn't get you peed. Uh, that was my fault. He uh got bumped, but I'm going to bring him right back. Here he comes. But it'll be. The ninety nine cent store version of Four Locos. You I know, mean, I, I can see it being like uh, 
getting some weird, uh, I don't know, Mickey's Big Mouth, Steel flavored St. Ives malt liquor, yeah. you know. And King Cobra. Having to hear Darian suck it down. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah, that's our, our sponsor there, the uh, Pineapple St. Ives. <laughs> You know, having to try and talk good about that shit. And then, <laughs> this is great. I mean, I imagine Miss Monica, she'd just be like, oh, it's delicious. I love this. This is the best one yet. <laughs> anyway, hope all is well. Love you like family. Bye. Now. Love you too, Tom Hardy. Dude, we tried, man. Well, I have, in the first, I don't know, five years of this podcast, I was tireless in trying to to... Get more people on board and find sponsorship and try to get like a paycheck out of this. Uh, the last uh, four years, though, I've pretty much just said, fuck it. If nobody wants to listen, I don't care. I'm going to keep talking anyway. And if nobody wants to pay me, that's fine, too. I'll do the shit for free. And it's much easier that way because I don't have to uh, account for anything. If I drop a C-bomb on you guys, uh, which I have been known to do then I don't have to worry about sponsorship. It's easier for me that way because then I get to be who I am and not worry about somebody pulling anything or getting offended or anything else like that. So, And I, I think Monica and Buddy would agree if they were here, which are not. But that being said, that is it on the listener mail, you motherfuckers. Thank you uh, very much, Tom Hardy, Alan. Uh, I think I'm going to uh, go ahead and go live. I'm about to get into an anime horror movie. And I got to be honest with you, I don't know that this was the best choice. This is the anime thing. This was Buddy's pick, and it's interesting. Um, it's interesting. I'll tell you that. And here we go. King of Thorn going live on the Psycho Bunny Death Cult right about now. From its headquarters in Switzerland, the world. I kept hoping this was all just a horrible dream, a global pandemic, a nightmare to haunt me as I lay in my cryogenic bed. That's right, inmates. I'm talking about King of Thorn from 2009. This one is directed by Kazuyuki Katsuhana and written by Yugi Iwahara. It stars Kana Haranawa and Toshiyuki Nurikawa and Eri Sinai. Uh, it's got a TVMA rating, and uh, this one gets a little... I mean, you got to hold on tight to this one, kids. Because I know everybody says Death Note, Connor. And uh, Tokyo Ghoul looks good, but it's a TV show. And I don't have time to run down an entire show here. I know a lot of horror anime series. See, that's what I'm, that's what I'm gathering from this, Raven, is that there's a lot of good series out there. I need a good horror anime movie. That's getting a little hard to find. So anyway, back to uh, King of Thorn. So this movie, this one, it is a movie. It's a full-length feature, uh, two hours long, mind you. So Summer's in the house. What's up, Summer? 
Oh, hey, Summer. Hey! We're talking more horror anime, courtesy of Buddy, who is normally sitting right here, but you'll notice nobody home. <laughs> Which is much like I would like to be right now. Not not home talking. Not here talking about this movie. All right, so let's see if you can hang out with me on this. Oh, Tokyo Ghoul does have a movie. I will check that out, Connor. I'm going to find a link to that. Uh, but uh, so we start off in New York, and uh, circa December twelfth, two thousand twelve. You may recall that that was supposed to be the end of the world, uh, according to the Mayan calendar. It was not. I don't know if you noticed, but we're all still here. Um, so it's going to start off with a young lady, what appears to be a statue of a young lady being shoved off the roof of a building. She falls to the ground, plummets, shatters into 6,000 pieces. It's weird. Uh, everybody's like, whoa, it causes a big traffic jam. And then we're going to jump right into some news clippings. An anime, another is a great. It also has a movie. An anime, another. So there's an anime called Another, Raven. Is that what you're going for? I'll get Send me some links, man, because the stuff that I'm finding is wacky and very hard to follow. But, Back to uh, King of Thorn. So the statue falls, shatters into a thousand pieces, uh, causes a big traffic accident. Then we cut to some news clippings and we find out what's really going on here. There's a worldwide pandemic. It's not the coronavirus, mind you. It's something called the Medusa virus. I think our generation has survived the apocalypse five times at least. Um, yeah, like every every two, three years, the world's supposed to end again, right, Summer? And we're still here, and I'm still doing this fucking podcast. <laughs> Maybe the world has ended. We just haven't figured it out yet. I don't know. I don't care. To be honest with you, I don't even care. I'm just going to keep going to work and paying the bills and doing the show. Uh, regardless, worldwide pan- pandemic called the Medusa virus, okay? Now... Uh, via these news clippings, we learn a little bit more about the Medusa virus. What happens is it attacks your immune system, and then you should wash your hands, Connor. And then um, once it attacks you, uh, it, it gestates in your system for three to five months, and then it turns you into stone. It turns you into a statue, and you're dead. You're now a, a living, a dead statue. You're like a stone eff- effigy of yourself. So... That sucks, but the really sucky part is that you don't, uh, but I love Medusa. Well, I mean, as a fictional character, she's pretty cool, right, Cherry? But as a virus, it's pretty scary stuff, turning you into a statue. Now, here's the really scary part about Medusa. You don't know when you're going to get turned into a statue. So you could be in a compromising position, boom, you're now frozen in time as a stone statue Possibly beating off or uh, having sex with somebody. How, how gnarly would that be? You're uh, banging away at somebody. Suddenly they're a statue. Your wiener's inside them. That, that, that's going to lead to some problems. I, would, I don't know, man. It's, it's gnarly. You don't want the Medusa virus, Connor. I'm telling you right now. So that, and it's a pandemic, man. It's spreading like super fast. So uh, much like we're seeing right now with this Corona horse shit, uh, you know, quarantine zones, uh, cities getting put on lockdown, things like that. People freaking out. Now, 
we're going to jump kind of into Resident Evil territory here. Uh, and in a, in a, towards the end of the movie, we're going to jump into Silent Hill territory. But there is a uh, global mega corporation, biotech specializing, called uh, Venusgate. And they think they have the cure for the Medusa virus. Different meaning of rock hard right there. <laughs> Jerry, I should have made that joke. But I dropped the ball and you picked it up and... I uh, yeah, I'm going to send you a padded room uh, coffee mug or something because that's a joke that I should have made, Cherry, but you didn't let it slip by. Someone in Pompeii died beating off and was immortalized in that position. See, that's what I'm talking about, Todd. You don't want to be the guy uh, with your pants around your ankles uh, and your wang in your hand, and then all of a sudden, now you're frozen that way. Uh, what if you're, well, obviously your kids are going to find you, if not your parents or your wife, and here she comes. Oh, shit. Darian had the Medusa virus. He didn't even know. And apparently he was into Asian MILF porn. Son of a bitch. Look at him. I got your back. Well, thank you very much, Cherry. Um, so that's the, that's the motherfucker of it. But this, this mega corporation, not unlike the Umbrella Corporation, is called Venusgate. And they think that they have the cure to the uh, Medusa virus. Well, it's not really a cure. They have a backup. They have like a backdoor plan. Nice Nightbreed picture behind you. Sorry, continue. Uh, that came with, that was a limited edition situation there. It came with the uh, Blu-ray, the Scream Factory Blu-ray there, Ian. Uh, I'm sure you could find one on Amazon or eBay or something like that. Uh, anyway, so this Venusgate, they have a backdoor kind of a situation to not necessarily cure the um, Medusa pandemic, but they have like a, a safety net. So what they want to do, they want to take 160 people and put them in a cryogenic chamber. And they're going to leave them there until there is a cure found for the uh, Medusa virus. So it sounds okay on paper, um, but, I mean, if you don't, really, it, that that's not a promising thing. Because it's like saying, hey, why don't we just squirrel, why don't we do, it's like saying, well, I'm going to put 60 bucks aside because I'm going to blow the rest of my money. You know what I'm saying? So how about instead of saving 60 bucks, we focus on not blowing all of your money or killing the rest of the world, as we'll find out later. So moving right along, we're going to jump to some of the characters that get chosen to be uh, part of this 160 people. Um, so we're going to start off that none of these characters really have names, so I'm just going to refer to them as their archetypes. There's 160 of them. There's really only about five that we need to worry about because most of them aren't going to survive through the second act. We have um, we have criminal. We have a, a guy that's a notable criminal. He shows up in handcuffs, and that doesn't make any fucking sense. All right, the the Venus Gate Corporation handpicked these people to be part of their program. Why would they pick a criminal? And not just a criminal, but a violent one. He's got like a neck tattoo and he's all shredded and he's having a great time being, uh, you know, led around by his jailers to the Venus Gate uh, lockdown situation. Hey, Odd Mother's in the house. What's up, Odd Mother? I'm all by myself tonight, babe. I'm sorry if you guys were hoping for Buddy or Monica. I would die right away. I think that's the way you want to go, Connor. You know what I mean? You, we, we see all these post-apocalyptic movies the post-apocalypse fucking sucks. Am I wrong? It looks like it's just people raping each other and eating each other. Um, I'm happy to go in the first wave. Give me, give me the, the Medusa pandemic, the virus. 
or the coronavirus for that matter. I don't care. Except coronavirus won't kill you. It just makes you nauseous and sleepy, which is a state that I'm usually in anyway. Moving right along, uh, we have criminal. We also have a cop, big African-American, American, mind you. Uh, we have uh, Asian schoolgirl. We have uh, a random, I want to say English woman, who is reading a um, uh, just a book of fairy tales throughout the entire film. Like, she's carrying it with her and reading it out loud, no, unprompted, mind you. Nobody's asked her to read these fairy tales, but she's blaring them out as we go. Uh, whip out those stone-hard dicks. Okay, uh, you got this, Darian. Well, thank you very much, uh, Odd Mother. I've done the show by myself before. It's not a huge deal. So it's kind of weird. Um, we also have an Italian senator. Uh, okay, I guess he knows something about something. We also have an architect, a little boy who's apparently an orphan, and uh, that's about. Those are really the only characters we need to worry about. So we get them into the uh, Venus Gate facility, which is actually like a uh, medieval castle that has been retrofitted with a bunch of high-end technology, not unlike the Hive from Resident Evil. I'm going down swinging like a spider monkey. Okay, I mean. I don't know that spider monkeys generally go down swinging, but if that's – okay, whatever you say, Cherry. Um, other than that, we have like the their families and such that showed up to say goodbye to them. And let's talk about the Asian schoolgirl for a minute because she's a big part of the, the plot as – at least I think she is. I'm not 100% sure. She's got an identical twin sister except for uh, one of them wears glasses. Now, this is Kasumi and Shiziki. Okay, they're they're Japanese and they dress exactly alike and they look exactly alike. And you, other than the fact that one of them is wearing glasses, you wouldn't know that they were two different characters. Now, here's the thing about these two. Uh, Kasumi, the one with the glasses, is the one that wants that has been chosen to join the Venus Gate uh, 160 Noah's Ark situation. Uh, she doesn't want to go. Uh, because she doesn't want to leave her sister. Her sister was not chosen. So, like, throughout the first 40 minutes of this movie, it's just Kasumi and Shiziki, like, swearing oaths to each other, and we're never going to be apart, and, um, you know, she, she's very conflicted about going on the, uh, the the Venus Gate program, being one of the 160, and I get all that, but if we're all that conflicted, why doesn't she just not go? I assume that's an option, right? I don't know. I don't know what that doesn't, that part didn't make any sense to me. So um, they say their goodbyes. They're overlooking a cliff. And then uh, Kasumi goes in and then they get her like, you know, checked in and all that stuff. And what we get once we get inside the actual facility is we get like a, uh, an orientation set up. There's like a Russian doctor who's going to tell you, you know, what's going on while you're asleep. A lot of people have questions. Find out this program is only going to last 100 years. So in the event that everybody on the planet dies of the Medusa pandemic, um, 100 years later, the 160 are going to wake up, and hopefully by then the virus has run its course, and we won't have any more problems. Or at least they won't. So that's the plan anyway. kind of puts everybody at ease. Now, mind you, this is supposed to be taking place in 2012. So... Where are your partners in crime? A valid question, Mike. Where are my partners in crime? <laughs> they have abandoned me, which is fine. Uh, I've been known to be offensive from time to time, 
and now they are no longer showing up. <laughs> I'm kidding. They are slacking. Uh, Monica's at work, and Buddy is in Southern California with his girlfriend. I've done the show by myself before, Mike. It's not a huge deal. Uh, regardless, we're talking about um, King of Thorn, by the way, which is a name that doesn't really make any sense just at this moment, but we're going to get into that in a second. So uh, she gets indoctrinated. She gets the the orientation video run down from the weird Russian doctor. Uh, after that, they take them to their sleep facility, which looks exactly like the hives in the Matrix, if you remember those. It's like all the weird bubble embryotic state situations that everybody's in. And that's basically what they're going to get into. They tuck everybody into their weird cryo chambers, which are like in this big uh, silo. And they all get sucked into the walls. And then they get gassed and they all go to sleep. And that's all well and good. And then uh, we get some, some weird flashes here of the different dreams. Uh, you do get offended, Derry. No, I don't get offended, Connor. I tend to do the offending is a thing. I don't know. I just talk and then people run in the opposite direction. It's just, it's, I I like to think of it as a gift sometimes. Regardless, they get into the, um, the cryo chambers, which are like this big beehive situation and they all go to sleep. They all get gassed and then they wake. Well, actually we're going to cut to you. Uh, Kasumi, she's the first one to wake up. Uh, her little cryo chamber pops open and she starts looking around. She's in the same place, which is good. But now, like, the lights are out and the place looks like it's been beat to shit. And there's these weird vines all over the place with thorns coming out of them. So she's like, what the fuck is this? Pretty soon, all the other cryo chambers start popping open. And people start climbing out of their little uh, hatchimal egg things or whatever. And they're like, what the fuck is this? Hell, we must have been asleep for 150 years. God damn it. And they all start like running around and uh, pretty soon they like look up towards the top of the silo and there's like a hive of these bat things up there. And the bats start swimming around, like swarming around and attacking these guys, which is gnarly. I did not just get offended, Connor. Now I'm offended. (laughs) I'm offended that you think I'm offended. How about that? Um, These bat things are gnarly. But the thing is, if you watch this, Uh, It kind of looks like they all have giant testicles, which is a weird creative choice. Big bald bats flying around, uh, tearing people's necks open and stuff. So we have the 160 people down at the bottom of this big silo running around. These big bald bats flying around attacking them. They all uh, rush to the elevator and they're like, get us the fuck out of here. And apparently there's nobody else alive in the world because there's nobody coming to help them. There's no power going to this place. So they're just tapping the up button on the elevator. They're supposed to be in the basement or something like that. And the elevator's not opening. So eventually one of them gets the bright idea to pry open the elevator door. But by at that point, they're already doing like a great white pyrotechnic everybody's on fire rush to the um elevator door so as soon as the door opens like a hundred of them just go piling in there's no fucking elevator there man it's just an empty air shaft they all go plummeting down to the bottom and once they hit the bottom we see like a big worm mouth at the bottom and it's just swallowing them up as they go and that's the end of that that we started with 160 we're down to probably 40 
already right off the off the get go just because of the stupid elevator situation. Um, after that, everybody's like, "There's no fucking elevator," so they like like turning around trying to find another escape. Here comes the big swarm of of testicle bats, and they tear through. Uh, all but about five of them, and it's the five that I already mentioned. So um, the criminal guy, the big shredded guy with the uh, the tattoos, he's like, there's an escape hatch. Let's go. He goes running. Everybody follows him because he seems to know what the fuck is going on. Uh, they get through this little side door and close the hatch behind them, and what we're left with is five people. Started with 160. Inside of about 10 minutes, uh, we're down to five. So, the five that I already mentioned, we have um, Asian schoolgirl, we have Italian senator, um, we have architect, criminal, cop, orphan, fairy tale lady, and that's it. So, we're down to, we're, we got five people left. Uh, penis. Penis, huh, Connor? <laughs> there you have it, folks. Penis is what she says. So, uh, they're in there, and now we get the obligatory shoving match between the cop and the criminal. Hey, I'm in charge here. You don't know what's going on. Nobody knows what's going on. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, you're going to get an English-dubbed version. And I have to tell you, whoever the voice actors were for these people were terrible. They were throwing out all kinds of bizarro accents, like fairy tale lady at one moment sounded like she was Australian, but then a couple minutes later she had like a southern drawl going on. And uh, Criminal, I think, was supposed to be either Irish or English. He kind of jumped back and forth between the two. Uh, really, the only one that was consistent was African-American cop who turned up the urban way too much. Yo, motherfucker, you're going to do what I say because I'm a police officer. Come on, man. That, that, that's, that's, we don't need that. Uh, so they get in there. They get their shoving match going on. Who's in charge? I don't know. Uh, the architect is like, okay. I, I help design places like this. I think I know my way around. So they all start following the architect. How big are their penises? Well, it didn't really uh, show their, their ding-dongs their ding there, Connor. But uh, I'm sure if you put, did like a Google on uh, King of Thorn porn, King of Porn might be a whole other rendition of this thing. And since this is anime, I'm sure they are anatomically incorrect and way out of proportion. That's how it usually is in anime. Little guys have the biggest. Thing. Well, all right, whatever. Uh, so they get the, the architect guys like I know where the security center is. We can get there. We'll be safe. So everybody starts following the architect guy. Uh, he gets him to the security center, which is where there's some guns and stuff, which is great. Uh, about halfway there, they get attacked by a creature. Now we're already, for the most part, in. H.P. Lovecraft land with all the vines and these weird uh, testicle bats and things like that. But we're, we're going to go ahead and dive right into Lovecraftian action here. <coughs> the creature that attacks them, and at this point there's only one of them, um, I'm going to describe it as a velociraptor with a skull head and a um, set of Viking horns, for lack of a better description. And it chases them around and they try to kill it. Uh, eventually they lose it just as they're, they're getting into the security center. Once they get there, they find all these guns and ammo and stuff like that. So they get all loaded up and ready to rock and roll. Uh, after that, they start to get a little weary of the architect guy. They're like, Hey man, what's up with you? You let us right into this place. 
And the architect guy has himself a spaz attack because he's wearing a necklace. Apparently, there was no necklaces in, uh, allowed in the weird sleep chamber situation. Sounds funny. I don't know that I'd call it funny, Cherry. <laughs> I'm doing my best to make it funny for you, but uh, watching this movie, it, it gets a little... Well, I mean, this is the easy part. The hard part's coming up because we're about to get into do like a deep dive and try to figure out who's related to who and who's pissed off at who. It gets very uh, extravagant on the plot line. But anyway, uh, they start to get very weary of Architect Guy. And they're like, hey, man, you're wearing a necklace. They didn't allow any uh, any necklaces in, into the uh, cryo chambers. And you directed us r- right to the old uh, security chamber here. So clearly... This guy knows a lot more than he's letting on. They start questioning him. He has himself a spaz attack, grabs Kasumi, the Asian schoolgirl, and puts a gun to her head. And she, he's like, I'm leaving. You motherfuckers. Do you, anybody follows me, I'm going to blow her fucking head off. <clears throat> Everybody's like, whoa, whoa, whoa there, tough guy. Just chill out. Uh, he hops in the elevator and goes taking off to a different part of the castle. Everybody else is like, you believe that fucking guy? What's it, what's his problem? Uh, they get off into like a different part of the castle, like a weird um, administrative part with like desks and cubicles and stuff. It's anime. What do you expect? I don't know what to expect, Connor. That's the thing. I'm not an anime guy, so I'm trying to piece this shit together somehow. Um, they get off into a different part of the castle. Kasumi, once they get there... Uh, the architect guy is like, yeah, uh, go go do whatever you want to do. I'm going to go look at the computer here. Kasumi just starts wandering through the castle on her own. Uh, cut back to the rest of the group. We have orphan, fairy tale, um, cop, crook, and um, I think that was it. Yeah, because we started with five so or six. So that's the other four. Uh, they're trying, they're like, okay, we got to go rescue Kasumi. And then maybe that architect guy, he apparently knows something. Maybe he can show us the way out of here. Now, mind you, this whole castle is riddled with these, uh, vines with thorns. And right now it's not a huge deal because they're just vines with thorns, but it's going to start to get pretty weird. So out they go into the the rest of the castle. Pretty soon, they get re-accosted by their, the skull raptor thing. They actually manage to kill this one. They shoot the shit out of it. Because now they got guns, right? Shoot the crap out of it. And they're like, oh, we got you, you fucking asshole. And then we look up and we see that skull raptor actually had a posse. A pretty extensive one at that. There was like 15 or 20 of them. What's the name of this movie? Sorry, I walked away for a minute. You guys talking about tentacle porn. I think Assassination Classroom has a movie. Uh, the movie, Cherry, is King of Thorn, which is available to watch on YouTube. Um, I think I'm good. I, I think I found a tentacle porn movie that I'm going to do next week. It's called Wicked City. I don't know if anybody's seen that one, but we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, so now they have to fight like this whole gang of the Skull Raptors, and these fuckers are tough, and they don't have the ammo to deal with this many of them. So. Uh, big chase running around, uh, criminal gets separated from the rest of the group. Uh, everybody else makes it to like a safe catacomb type area and they get in there and wall themselves up, uh, cut back to Yasumi or Kasumi. She's having a flashback. All right. She gets into like a different part of the castle and has a flashback about her sister Shiziki. Um, I, you know, most of this stuff I don't think is pertinent to the story, but again, this fucking story is all over the place. 
So it's something else. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know what I'm. Ta- I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. I just watched this movie, and I can't tell you the first fucking thing about it. But it's not going to stop me from trying. So she has like this weird flashback about Shaziki breaking her leg, and she never wanted to be away from Shaziki, but somehow here she is, which I don't understand because. Kasumi had she could have opted out of the being part of the Venus Gate project, but I don't, and she was obviously very conflicted about doing it, but she did it anyway. So I don't know. I don't know how that works. I feel like something may have been lost in translation there. I can't tell you. Regardless, uh, she's very bent about the whole having to walk away from her twin sister thing, and she's you know seeing having flashbacks. Cut back to the architect guy. He is still checking out uh, like the planes and schematics of the castle on the computer. Uh, Kasumi like kind of pops her head into the office, and he's actually there talking to the criminal guy. Criminal guy is like, "Hey man, did you get that shit figured out?" So these two motherfuckers are actually working together. Criminal and architect. An architect is like the inside man. Like he somehow engineered the whole shit. So Kasumi's like. Hey, uh, what you guys up to? And they're like, oh, you're not supposed to be here. Get the fuck out of here. Just like, you two are working together. What the fuck is going on here? And now we're going to get a very long-winded explanation that I'm going to try and sum up for you as best I can. So, and this is like 40 minutes of the movie right here is this big flashback sequence of uh, basically the architect guy worked for Venus Gate. He was part of their um, cryogenic program. Uh, he didn't like the way the Medusa pandemic was happening. So he basically killed one of the 160 people that was supposed to be in the, the project, took his identity and said, I'm going to get myself in one of those sleep pods and sleep this shit over. And then when I wake up, everything's going to be rosy because I don't want to deal with them. I don't want to get turned into stone, which I understand. Uh, but the criminal guy found out about it before they went into the sleep pods. Okay. And he's kind of like blackmailing the architect, but the arch- architect was like, "I'm gonna, uh, hey, I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to take care of you on the back end. You just keep this fucking identity theft thing secret and we'll all, you know, we'll all come out looking pretty good on the other side. So that's why the criminal went along with it. And that's why the criminal is, as we're going to find out now, keeping the architect alive. Now, while they're having this conversation and explaining this whole thing to Kasumi, who's just a random Asian schoolgirl sitting there going, I don't fucking know anything about this shit. Uh, here comes the Skull Raptor posse, and they break into the lab and blood and carnage and all that shit. Um, ju- they kill uh, the architect guy, which sucks. But the architect guy makes some admissions before he gets his head bit off. Uh, he basically explains that Venus Gate was, they had bioengineered, the Medusa virus as a bioweapon and one of the test subjects got out and that's how the pandemic started and uh, he figured the whole shit out. He's got all this data on a little memory card and he gives it to Kasumi and he's like, I'm about to get my head bit off. You take this memory card and show the world what really happened and guard that with your life. And she's like, okay, got it. And then he gets his head bit off and that's the end of the architect. Uh, from there, we're going to cut downstairs to the the other four. They're like creeping through the catacombs, and we find out a little bit more about the the skull raptors. Apparently, they track by sound. 
Okay. And the problem with that, I mean, once we figure that out, we're pretty cool, except for the Italian senator guy. He won't shut the fuck up about how rich he is and how powerful he is and how he's going to get somebody fired when he gets out of here and all that crap. And eventually one of the skull raptors catches, catches up to him, bites his fucking head off too. Good. I didn't like that guy. Now he's going on about the, uh, you know who I am. Uh, hey, it's a me. Uh, uh, anyway, useless character done in the first act. Didn't even really need to be there. Okay, that's good. Uh, again, with the, the Skull Raptor fighting and the, the shooting and all that stuff, um, we get to a point where the criminal and Kasumi are running through the catacombs. We have the other group also running through the catacombs. Criminal and Kasumi kind of get, they come to a dead end and they've got a bunch of Skull Raptors on them. Uh, the criminal guy is like a bad motherfucker. He's all shredded and he's like fighting them with a pole. He's like, come on, you fucking Skull Raptors. I'll put you in a headlock. Um, Kasumi just frees. I mean, she's like a 16 year old schoolgirl. So what, what is she going to do against a skull raptor? Um, but at one point they fight off the skull raptors. They have to jump across this chasm to get to the other side. And they're like thinking, okay, we're done. And the, the criminal guy's like, okay, I'll help you across the chasm, but you got to give me that memory card. And Kasumi's like, fuck you. Uh, go ahead and let me die. Cause if I, if I fall in this big fucking hole, then the memory card comes with me and nobody's going to know anything about anything. So fuck, fuck yourself. And the criminal guy eventually is like, okay, come on. And then more skull. And then they catch up to the other group who has somehow fashioned, uh, Molotov cocktails and is now throwing them at the skull raptors. Now we know where the corona with Lyme virus came from. I don't think it had anything to do with skull raptors, Odd Mother, but I could be wrong. And I will neither confirm nor deny the identity of said skull raptors. That could be a real thing. I don't even know. Stuff in Japan, dude. There's all kinds of weird shit over there. All right, so now the group is back together. They managed to barricade themselves inside um, like a deep like catacomb of the castle, which turns out to be like a wine basement alcohol distillery situation, which is cool. That's where all the Molotov cocktails came from. They're in there and we get another pissing match. And what happened to the architect? Oh, he got his head bit off and Kasumi's like, well, I got this fucking uh, memory card. But unfortunately, they had to drop the memory card and it got lit on fire. So it doesn't even matter anymore. Probably didn't even need to be in the plot. Regardless, uh, that's a motherfucker. Everything's cool for a minute. Pretty soon there's a banging at the door to the distillery winery. Everybody's like, Joe, barricade the door. It's the Skull Raptors. The cop, the American cop is like, wait a minute. It was Skull Raptors. They would have broke right in here. I think this is a person. So they open up the door and it's the weird Russian doctor from the beginning. The guy that was doing the whole orientation bit. They let him in. They hold him at gunpoint, and they're like, hey, man, uh, you owe us some answers. What the fuck is going on here? Now, mind you, um, up to this point, we were led to believe that everybody had slept for at least 100 years, right? But this guy, the, the Russian guy, is still alive, and he looks not that much different than when they went in. So he spills the beans. They've actually only been asleep for one year. All this weird shit happened in the space of one year, okay? Uh, he spills the beans, and this is where things get very weird in anime world, if they're not already weird enough. So, and I'm going to do my best to explain this to you. I may fuck this up royally. I have no idea. So, if I am understanding what I saw correctly, 
the weird Russian scientist was in a small village in Siberia. A meteor crash landed, and that was the the launching point of the Medusa virus. Now, when the Medusa virus hits you, you, it will either turn you to stone, or it will give you the ability to manifest whatever you're thinking about in reality, which I know doesn't make any fucking sense, but it's anime, so just roll with it. So he had the situation where the initial outbreak happened in his village. Uh, 80% of his village got turned to stone. Two or three little kids managed to do the whole thought manifestation thing and turned, like brought their imaginary friends into, into reality. Um, so, okay, I know, I know we're already, we're already jump, jumping on into the deep end here. So he managed to capture one of the little girls that could do that, uh, put her in a Silent Hill-esque torture chamber where he was poking and prodding at her and making her manifest all this shit and running tests on the fucking Medusa virus. And eventually she just had enough of that shit. She was like, I'm fucking, no, you're not, no more tests. And she used her Medusa... induced um thought projection to wreck the entire lab and make her escape and thus the virus spread which is a motherfucker so net that's and then once he gets done telling the story he take at he's telling the story as he's leading him through the castle through all these catacombs takes him to like a sarcophagus where um the body of the little girl is and he's like hey there's the little girl that i was telling you about she's still dead uh eventually the the virus killed her too she's got like the stone statue thing going on and then he pulls out a gun and blows his own head off the russian doctor guy does okay i don't know that any of that was necessary to the story but we got it anyway and that was a good 25 minutes worth of uh anime right there uh from there everybody's like oh fuck what what the fucking what okay so what do i what are we gonna do now he was the only guy that knew anything about anything uh all right so, as they're having this conversation, here come Skull Raptors again, and they're here to fuck some more shit up. One of them is really pissed because it's all burned up from the Maltov cocktails. Uh, Criminal is like fighting off the Skull Raptors. He tells everybody to get the fuck out of there. He's got a shotgun, so he's blasting away at him. Uh, he gets runs out of bullets, so now he's getting like a comp, hand-to-hand combat thing with a Skull Raptor thing. Thing's about to bite his head off, but then the cop comes back and stabs a sword through the Skull Raptor's chin out through his head and thus drenches the cop in Skull Raptor blood. So apparently, um, the Skull Raptors are also wildly infected with the Medusa virus because as soon as the cop does that, he like throws out a witty one liner and then immediately turns to stone. So we no longer have the American cop in the equation. And he is now a statue. That's a shitty way to die. But he did so saving uh, the criminal, which is kind of weird. Criminal's like, okay, we got to go. So they go hauling ass out of there. At this point, we're down to fairy tale lady. Um, okay. <laughs> well, you're going to eat uh, Odd Mother, are you, Connor? That's all right. Whatever you want to do, man. Uh, we're down to fairy tale. We're down to... Um, the orphan. We've got Asian schoolgirl and criminal. We got four. We're down to four. These are the final four of the group here. Uh, they go hauling ass. They just want to get outside the castle. Is what they're hoping to do. Uh, they manage to cut their way through a bunch of the vines. They actually get outside, and they're like, "Okay, we made it. Let's get the fuck out of here." 
So they go hauling ass across like the castle estate. It's all like overgrown now. It was very palatial when they got there. Now it's all fucked up. <coughs> they go hauling ass. They find the helicopter that flew some of them in there. And the criminal guy's like, okay, um, now is probably a good time to come clean. I'm not actually a criminal. I'm actually a British SAS agent uh, sent here to infiltrate the Venusgate facility uh, with the identity of this criminal that got picked for the program. So he was sent to gather intelligence on Venusgate and, and eventually destroy the castle is what, what he was supposed to do. Now he's just there to kick ass and take names and he might be able to fly the helicopter. So they all jump in the helicopter and he's getting ready for liftoff. And here comes the fucking, uh, vines and the tendrils and all that shit and this is where things get even weirder because now Kasumi has an even weirder like flashback about her sister and she's like oh wait a minute I think she gets the idea that her sister's in there now there's a whole backstory behind that they find a videotape and there was a reporter on the scene and we see her sister at the cliff where they said goodbye and then they she's like I'm going back in there I'm gonna run right back into the castle and everybody's like don't go back in there you crazy bitch what are you doing? She goes hauling ass right through there. The the vines like open up for her to let her in. So she, yeah, I know. I know, Connor. Those are my fucking kids out there. And I swear to God, anytime I come in here to do the show, that's when they lose their minds out there. So you're just going to have to deal with my, <laughs> with my kids because I assure you, though, that there is no abuse happening out there, although there might very well be some when I'm done with the show. Anyway, back to the the movie. Uh, She goes running back into the castle. Everybody's, uh, no, we're not wiping her butt again, Odd Mother. That was a whole other situation. (laughs) Although she probably does need a butt wipe. She goes hauling ass back into the castle. I'm trying to do a goddamn movie here. Uh, Everybody's like, no, don't, but it's already out there. So now they take off in the helicopter. Kasumi's inside the castle trying to find her sister. She's convinced herself that her sister is alive in the castle, which is a very real possibility since we now know that it's only been one year that they've been asleep. Uh, helicopters flying around the SAS agent slash criminal decides that he's not going to leave Kasumi behind. So he's going to just find, he's trying to find an opening in the vines. Now from the outside, the castle is entirely encased in these fucking vines. And this is where things get really stupid. At least I think they get really stupid. As he's flying around the castle in the helicopter, the vines are like whipping around and like trying to knock the helicopter out of the sky, which I get. Um, but at one point, they all, all the vines come together and they make like a big dragon head thing. And they're like, you know, it, doesn't, it doesn't even really look like a head. It just looks like a bunch, like a big mouth made out of weird vines. And then two like four other vines come out and they have like a film in between them and they make like dragon wings so at that point the fucking wings start flapping and the head is still biting at the helicopter and that the entire castle becomes like the body of this weird vine dragon thing only in anime does this make sense and off the castle goes into the sky pursuing the helicopter um 
Cut to inside the helicopter. We have the orphan, we have the fairy tale lady, and we have the SAS agent. Fairy tale uh, lady loses her fucking mind about this point because the SAS agent is like, I'm going to go back in there and rescue Kasumi. And she's like, no, I'm going to be a good mother. And this orphan kid isn't my son, but I lost my son and I'm going to be an even better mother to this kid. So she grabs a gun and points it at the SAS agent like fucker you gotta fly out of here or we're all gonna get killed and he's like no i'm not leaving her behind as they're having this uh fucking weird uh you know survival argument one of the the vines knocks the bats the helicopter her gun goes off and shoots the console of the helicopter which sends it into this weird spin fucking thing in the middle of the air and then the helicopter goes crashing into the vines uh, the SAS agent has the wherewithal to jump out of the helicopter just before it, it, you know, hits the, the deck and, um, he survives. He gets pretty banged up though. I thought you said dragon wieners. No dragon wings, Connor dragon wings. You gotta get, look, <laughs> you, you're always yelling at me to stop talking about sex. All you hear is wieners, my dear. What's up with you? Only fuck what the hell, LOL. This is a hilarious listening to you try. Uh, hey, Odd Mother, I am burning fucking calories over here trying to make this make sense for you. I challenge anybody to watch this fucking movie. It, it makes sense up until about the last half hour. After that, we go completely off the rails. We have dragon uh, uh, floating dragon castles made out of vines. We have... Uh, possibly incestuous relationships between twin sisters. It gets very weird at the end. Um, up until that point, it's pretty much Resident Evil. So there's all that. You've got me forgetting all about my joint pain. Thank you. Well, hey, I'm glad I could help, Beth. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Can you also explain The Mighty Boosh? No, I cannot. I have seen that show, uh, Odd Mother, and for the life of me, I don't understand... Why I I don't I, I I don't know it's got to be a English thing, whip out those dragon dicks. All right, Connor, quit being pornographic. Jesus Christ. All right, so we have our helicopter crashed into the ground. Okay, we have the orphan and the fairy tale lady trapped in it. We have our SAS agent who jumped out of the helicopter, and then we have Kasumi who is just running through the castle looking for a sister that may or may not even exist if you think about it. So. Uh, Kasumi's inside. She jumps on a computer console, does like a Google search or something like that on the security system, finds out her sister, somebody resembling her sister is located in one of the tower battlements of the castle. Now, mind you, as this is happening, the castle has grown fucking wings and a dragon head and is now flying independently through the sky while all this is going on. Why? I, okay, I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, the helicopter, uh, the SAS agent is running around. He gets into a um, like a like a master computer console room. Okay, and then there's me, ugly. Oh, calm down, Connor. Uh, he gets into there, and once he gets in there, he we we get more flashbacks. This time about the SAS agent. So apparently, his sister was the one that we saw at the very beginning that fell off the roof in New York and we thought was just a statue. That was his sister, okay? So she got smashed into 6,000 pieces. He's very conflicted about that and he kind of blames himself. And now the security system in the castle 
uh, which is known as Alice, which is another kind of a Resident Evil uh, knockoff type of a thing, uh, is now fucking with him. And it makes his sister show up and it, it's like in his head or something like that. It's a whole fucking uh, like hallucinogenic situation going on all of a sudden. So he's got to like Kung Fu fight a um, hallucination of his sister. And his sister is pretty good at Kung Fu, as you would expect, because she kicks the shit out of him and knocks the gun out of his hand and puts a pretty good beating on him. And then he's at the last minute, he's like, you're not my sister. My real sister's dead. And then he just starts shooting at his sister. And then he kind of snaps out of it and realizes that the thing that he thought was his sister is actually just a big pile of those vines that has somehow tricked him into believing that that's his sister. I mean, I could see the resemblance. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, anyway, because that makes sense. Uh, blows that thing to shit, but and then he's like, okay, I'm going to shut down the security console here. And then he's like fucking around on the computers, but then one of the vines comes out and sticks him right in the guts. And he's like, ah, shit. But then he hits enter on the shutdown thing. And that once he hits the shutdown on the thing, all the vines like start just like falling to the floor. And then the castle starts falling out of the sky. While that's going on, this is going to get really wacky because uh, Kasumi has made it into the tower battlement where she believes her sister is. And she's like, hey, uh, Shiziki, what's going on, dude? And Shiziki is there. But again, we have this this weird situation where it's not really Shiziki. It's just a big pile of these vines and tentacles parading around as Shiziki. So we get a big guilt-laden uh expose oh i'm sorry i left you oh i'm sorry i left you and uh one of us has to die but i don't want to leave you so we should both die i don't know what the fuck is going on here if they didn't want here's what i don't all right here's what i don't understand and this is the the biggest plot hole of all all right at the beginning of the movie they said that 160 people were chosen for the Venus Gate, uh, Noah, they called it the Noah's Ark experiment, where they were going to cryogenically freeze these people. Um, if you were chosen, you could opt out of it. Now, if you could opt out, why why do these twin sisters have to be apart? I don't understand that. And, I mean, the, the whole time they're together, they're just bitching about how much they're going to miss each other and how, you know, what are they going to do without each other? Then why did one of them go? You could just say, ah, I'm good. Take somebody else and say, I'm going to stay with my sister. So that part doesn't make sense. <clears throat> At least not to me. It might be a Japanese thing that I'm not understanding. But regardless, um, so from in, inside the battlement of the castle, we have this big esoteric existential reawakening of how much I miss my sister and how she made the sacrifice for me and I would have made the sacrifice for her and if I'm not okay again a lot of this I don't understand but here's what I kind of gathered from this whole exchange uh the young lady that we thought was Kasumi the whole time was actually Shiziki okay they had their big goodbye on the cliff and this is all via flashback, and it may be a delusional one at that. Uh, Shiziki uh, was like, hey, you got to go get in, the, in the, uh, the cryo chamber, and I'm going to head on home. And Kasumi's like, no, 
uh, if you leave, you're going to die. And she's like, well, yeah, but you get to live. And so you should go and I'll go die back at the apartment or whatever. And then Kasumi out of nowhere, like grabs her. And she's like, no, we're both going to die today, right now. And she starts pushing her towards the cliff. And then Shizuki's like, what the fuck are you doing? You crazy bitch. We don't both have to die. That's the whole point of me bringing you here. So if I get the Medusa shit, then you're going to live and be fine and wake up in a hundred years. <clears throat> but then out of nowhere uh kasumi's like no we're doing a suicide death pact right now so she's fucking grabbing her and then they both fall over the cliff except shiziki grabs the ledge at the last minute and kasumi falls down and smacks onto the rocks and gets killed right so actually the 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 security guards come over and they're like whoa we got a this chick almost fell off the cliff. So she gets up and she's like, oh God, what the hell? And she grabs Kasumi's glasses that were on the ground. And she's like, oh yeah, I'm Kasumi. I'm here for the 160 thing. She basically just assumed her, her twin sister's identity and got herself uh, ringside seats in the old uh, cryo chamber thing. So um, don't know how that really factors into anything or what the point of that was. But apparently um, she didn't remember any of that either. So... I guess it doesn't really matter at all because, I mean, the security thing was shut down and I, I, maybe we're, maybe they're trying to say that Kasumi's ghost was controlling the fucking vines now that I think about it and this was like some unresolved shit. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand any of this. So uh, at that point, the vines are all crashing down and the castle is plummeting and the vines are now like lashing out at... Um, kasumi slash shiziki whoever the fuck the, the the alive one of the twins and uh the the sas agent who we thought was dead because he just got stabbed through the gut saves her uh they go running downstairs as fast as they can they get out onto the castle grounds just as it crashes down back onto terra firma and then they go walking off where we discover that the orphan kid actually survived the helicopter crash also so he's like hey guys what are we going to do now and they're like, oh, we're just going to take a breather here for a second where the SAS agent sits down and quietly bleeds out from his injuries. And then Shiziki, I guess, and the orphan go walking off to presumably live happily ever after or possibly get the Medusa virus and become statues. Either one. I don't know. I don't know where they're going with this. And that, my friends, is the end of King of Thorn from 2009. Oh, getting high might be the best. If you're gonna if you're gonna do it, dive into this one, Connor. I suggest uh, some quaaludes or I don't know whatever you can get your hands on. It might make this make more sense. It's a pretty good show, and I was with it. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a, a Resident Evil knockoff because you know they're in this high tech facility and they've got to get out uh, in a post apocalyptic situation. There was no zombies in this. It was all skull raptors and weird uh elevator shaft worms and ball bats ball bats with fucking testicles why is this reminding me of rocky horror i have no idea odd mother i don't know where you're going with that but uh it's it's bizarre and it was cool up until about the last half hour once we get into all these flashbacks and uh you know who works where and with the fucking sisters and all that shit then it got it was it was just too much it felt like they were just trying to pack way too much story into this uh fucking cartoon 
for me because I could not keep up, man. It was too much with the fucking sisters and the technology and is she alive? Who's who? I, the f- identity swapping shit. Dude, let's just, it's a cartoon, okay? Let's not forget that part. This is a cartoon. We're not going to change anybody's lives here. We're not going to win any Pulitzer Prizes or, I don't know, is there an anime award? I don't know. Don't dream it, thorn it. (laughs) If you can't beat them, thorn them, Todd. You know what I'm talking about. It's weird, man. It's a weird movie. If anybody wants to check this out, it's streaming on YouTube right now. Uh, Like I said, the version that I watch... um, yeah, I suppose they did, Odd Mother. The version that I watched was dubbed in English, and the voice acting was terrible in this. Uh, like, the British SAS agent jumped from an English accent to a Welsh accent to an Irish accent, sometimes getting into Scottish. The fairy tale lady, I think, was supposed to be Australian, but her accent was all over the place. Um, I don't know. I don't know what, what, what that's all about. But if you have two hours to kill... And you want to, well, I mean, the, the first the first hour or so is pretty good because it's like, you know, them trying to escape the castle with all these gnarly monsters. I mean, it's pretty much Resident Evil, right? But just without zombies and you get these monsters instead, which is okay. But once we get into all this identity swapping shit and the, the sacrificial twin sister, ah, a little, little too much. Little, let's, we, we can probably dial back four of these plot lines. All right, we don't need all of this going on in our cartoon here. Okay, <laughs> and it didn't need to be two hours either, man. Let's let's stick with the monsters and the vines and the castle. The fucking castle didn't have to grow wings. That's a bit much. I get it. When you're making a horror cartoon, it's kind of cool because you have a virtually unlimited special effects budget. But I don't know that we need a, ca- a flying, uh, a castle with that grows wings and a dragon head and goes taking off. Because that, that's a bit much, I think. That's, I'm, I'm with you on the suspension of disbelief, but you got to pump the brakes every now and then. All right, that being said, thank you guys very much for joining me tonight. Um, hopefully my co-host will be back next week. I can't promise you anything. You might be stuck with me again. Um, paddedroompodcast.com is where you find anything you need to know about us. We actually have an entire network of shows over there uh, from all over the world. So if you get them, if you're driving to work or whatever, you want to hear some more of this nonsense here, paddedroompodcast.com. Um, join me next week for Wicked City, which is supposed to be erotic. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Hopefully it makes more sense in this one. I say we add tentacle porn. That's what I'm saying, Odd Mother. Uh, Wicked City next week, which is a, it's supposed to be an erotic horror anime. I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, probably somebody getting raped with a weird uh, thorny appendage of some sort. Tentacles. I don't know. Maybe like a clamshell that snaps your wiener off. I don't know what the fuck is going on. All right. Thank you guys again for joining me. Uh, next week, Wicked City. Uh, same time, same place. PaddedRoomPodcast.com, Psycho Bunny Death Cult is where you'll find us. And we'll see you next week.
blood pack, babe To love and to fuck and to only see ourselves And remember this Your hotel hall won't be so vacant And I can tell that you ain't faking Because I take death threats Like the best of like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back. Oh, I brought special guest Deacon back in studio. What's up, Deacon? 
What are you shy all of a sudden? Say hi to everybody. Hello. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. Back to uh, finish the show out with Daddy in lieu of Monica and Buddy. Uh, normally, this is where we would get into the Terra Dome. Now, do you know what the Terra Dome is, Deacon? Yes. What is it? It's it's where um, it's where mommy says um, <laughs> mommy says something. Uh, not exactly. What we do in the Terra Dome, my friend, is we take all of our favorite horror movie monsters and we make them fight each other, and we find out who the the scariest and the toughest and the gnarliest horror movie monster is. You know who won it this year? Who? The Candyman. The Candyman. The Candyman. I don't think I've. I don't think you've seen the Candyman movies, have you? Can, can you tell me all the characters' name that we fight? Uh, yes, but not right now, because that would take probably a half an hour. Probably like the whole show. Uh, probably, yeah. But the Candyman. Do you want to watch, see the Candyman movies? Find out who I'm talking about. It is pretty scary. I'll just tell you that right now. I don't know that you're ready for the Candyman, dude. The Candyman. The Candyman. Candyman. Think about that. You know who won the team's competition? Who? The Blind Dead. The Blind Dead. You can watch those. Well, you can watch the English version of those movies. Why English? Because the Spanish version get there's a very strange scene in the in the first Blind Dead movie uh, that you probably don't want to see. It's pretty it's pretty wacky. Anyway, those are your Terradome championships champions inmates. It's Candyman and the Blind Dead. If you didn't catch last week's show. Uh, in lieu of that, what? what? Who's who's the next champion? We're gonna find out next year, buddy. It's a whole tournament. It takes about sixteen weeks. Are we gonna um put all the characters in right now? Not right now. We do it as we get closer to the actual tournament. But we did have a new segment planned for you this week, inmates. Uh, I'm not gonna. I was gonna. We were gonna launch it this week, and since I'm the only one here, I guess we're just gonna have to wait until somebody else shows up. So instead of that, I think we're going to jump right into what are you looking at, Deacon? This is where Daddy tells everybody about which horror movies he got to watch this week. And I think one or two of these you actually watched with me. What do you think of that? Yeah. What are you looking at? Oh, we got to check out a few movies, didn't we, Deke? What? You're waving your hand at me. What's going on? When I wave my hand, I want to say a question. Okay, what is your question? Uh, when, when I heard that movie... What movie? The, the movie. The movie that was... That was... That we were... That was listening on my... In our headphones, uh-huh. the movie that we did heard in the movie was not talking. Why would anyone not talk in a movie? I have no idea what you're talking about right now, buddy. When we watched, when we heard a movie, was there a movie in our microphones? No, buddy. Okay. <laughs> no, you weirdo. Uh, we got to watch The Girl on the Third Floor from 2019. Do you remember that one? Oh, when, the, when there's a girl and a boy? Um, no, that was the one where the guy is trying to fix up the house, but the girl keeps coming over and messing with him. You remember that? No, where the, where the girl, where 
there's a girl and a guy and a girl has the superpowers. No, no, no. That's a different one. We'll talk about that one in a second, though. Okay. Um, it stars CM Punk. And CM Punk is a w, was a WWE wrestler. I thought he did okay, acting-wise. Um, a lot of people calling him a uh, possibly the next Bruce Campbell. I like that. I could see that. You don't know who Bruce Campbell is, do you, Dee Dee? He's that guy right there. The guy with the chainsaw. The guy with the chainsaw hand. You betcha. I thought it was a pretty good show. Um, once you get the reveal, I don't know that you need to watch it again. There's some very good scenes in there. Um, yeah, so I think that one's worth checking out. It's on Netflix right now. Also watched Like Me from 2017. Wait. What? The Like Me. Uh-huh. You slept through this one. You didn't get to watch it. Uh, it's streaming on Shutter right now. Basically, what you have is a YouTube star who abducts a, a pretty miserable uh, hotel uh, front desk guy played by Larry Fessenden and makes him do a bunch of weird stuff. And uh, it, does, Huh? How, how does he make him do that weird stuff? Well, it's a she. The YouTube star is a she. And she's pointing a gun at him the whole time and, like, chaining him to things. He gets loose at the end, so that's wait, cool. Wait, wait. Hmm. Is it the guy that... Is it the movie that you're just watching in the living room? No, that was that was um, King of Thorn, which I just covered in depth. This one you didn't see, pal. You were asleep for this one. It's a weird movie. Uh, the ending's kind of kind of brutal, but I dug it. It's streaming on Shutter right now, if anybody cares. It's a glass eye picks, which means that uh, Larry Fessenden is involved and that's you that's never a bad thing from what i can tell i don't think i've seen a bad movie with him in it lastly as deacon was alluding to i am not okay with this from 2020 this is the show we watched with the girl with the superpowers yeah that was um i like it where he um where this where he was this where the girl was this thinking and uh-huh then his head this yes just like you you said in in when we were in the pet shop with the cats. That's right. Not sure. Not sure what I said about cats. Uh, it's pretty. It's a pretty good show. I think of this as a um, Carrie meets Juno kind of a situation, except uh, nobody's pregnant and there is some murder involved and things do get bloody and violent. Uh, I thought it was a good show. It's it's the entire show is streaming on Netflix right now. Episodes are only thirty minutes apiece. So you can run right through this whole thing in an afternoon. And uh, I thought it was all right. It's got two of the kids from It in it. It's got Beverly Marsh and Stan Uris. And they have a very awkward relationship. Wait, are we going to talk about huh. the um the Earth? Where, where there's... Where there, where what are you talking about, pal? Fa- what? Where their family um, get lost in the, and in space. Oh, no, we already talked about that, pal. Where? That was Lost in Space. All right, that's all I'm looking at this week. How about a little immersion therapy, young deacon? What is that immersion therapy? That's where we talk about a different movie that we suggested. And here it is. Sure. (laughs) 
Immersion Therapy I heard the I heard someone say emergent Perry. <laughs> That's exactly right. So the movie that we suggested is called Another Evil. It's streaming on Shudder. It's more of a horror comedy. Uh, so picture this, young deacon. What if our house was haunted, right? Like a haunted like house? Like ghosts in the house, right? And then we hired some dude to come in here and rid us of the ghosts. But that guy turned out to be a complete crazy guy. And was like walking around naked and stuff. <clears throat> right? <clears throat> That's what I said what, too. What it was. Was it a boy or a girl? It was a boy. A big fat one at that. Wait, like? Kind of looks like Uncle Chuck. Actually looks a lot like Uncle Chuck. I'm not saying it was Uncle Chuck, but strong resemblance. Wait. What? What's that guy named that, that bought me all those Batmobiles? That's Uncle Dale. <laughs> Picture that for a second, buddy. What if Uncle Chuck came over here and just started walking around naked? <laughs> it's gnarly. It's a funny. I thought it was a funny movie. What, um, if, what if he was what? walking walking the street and then they showing people walking a street walking? Yeah, and then you're like, hey, man, why are you walking around my house naked? And he's like, ooh, I'm trying to get rid of the ghosts. Well, that's like, you crazy guy, get out of here. <laughs> what are you doing over here naked? Yeah, why Why would you ever come to my Why would I ever come to your house naked? It's a very good question, sir. And don't come to my house naked either, is what I say. It's not a bad show. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out. Well, Streaming well, on Shutter, huh? Well, we both have the same house. That's exactly right. So we can't come. Well, if I came to your your work, you're always walking around here naked, anyway, you crazy guy. I am not. Oh. I, just, I take my shirt off and then I'm done. Yeah. Your immersion therapy for this week is going to be "I Trapped the Devil" from 2019. This one is streaming on Hulu. After trapping what he believes to be the devil, a man caught in a spiral of paranoia, trauma, and evil unravels. Uh, check that one out, inmates. We will do the same. The same of what? We're going to check that movie out and tell him what we think about it next week. You got a problem with that, tough guy? No. I didn't think so, Mr. God, Mr. So are Main. we done? Uh, yeah. So you're not going to do the show anymore? I never said that. You come in here accusing me of stuff. <laughs> well, inmates, normally this is the point of the show where we would educate Miss Monica. Educating Miss Monica. Unfortunately, we have no Monica to educate, so I will continue the streak of uh, movies that you can probably guess. So why are you talking? Because this is another segment that I do, Deacon. <laughs> last week, uh, I think Alan got me. It was ready or not. He usually does. So for this week, I'm going to drop some more clues on you. 
I was part of a college experiment. We were trying to manifest uh, belief into actual paranormal activity. My stuffy British colleague took matters to a whole other level, and now I'm probably going to die in the outdoor section of the Costco. I have no idea what you just said. I know. It's probably better that you didn't. It wasn't a very good movie. Think about that, inmates. I'll drop some knowledge on you next week. In the meantime, uh, thank you very much for joining me. We have uh, a Patreon campaign running over at PaddedRoomPodcast.com. Find us there along with all of our affiliate programs. If you get a chance, drop us a five-star review and leave a little something in the comments. That helps our visibility. We also have a YouTube channel that you can subscribe to if you'd like. Our uh, video rundowns are live every week, so feel free to join us there. Other than that, for Buddy in absentia, Miss Monica in absentia, my son Deacon, the kids outside making a lot of noise when they're not supposed to, floating castles. Every time they make noise, it interrupts us. That's exactly right. Much like you're doing to me right now, you crazy guy. (laughs) (laughs) You're so little. Floating castles. I'm trying to end the show, you crazy. (laughs) Floating castles, uh, weird vines. Japanese animation, um, Resident Evil knockoffs, and the Padded Room podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over.